So today on Mainly Games, we are going to talk about the Kickstarter games we're backing, replacing games. When do you do it? We might talk a bit about pledge managers, and we are going to review Mountain Goats, Flick of Faith, and Monstrosity. So let's get started. Hello, welcome to Mainly Games. I'm Joey. And I'm Alex. And we are here back for another episode. Another week has gone by. Yep. So anyway, Mm -hmm. so we talk about movies every time. What movies have we seen? Uh, None. None. Yeah, that's true. Do you know why we've seen no movies? Why have we seen no movies? Because we've been playing board games for the last four or five nights. Yes. Till we start at six. We finish about 2 a.m., We've been playing a lot of board games. It is one of those things that it's getting a little bit crazy. Good crazy, but crazy nevertheless. Yes, we have some friends in, um, some of our friends that were at Gen Con with us mm-hmm. came down, and we thought we'd be playing with them one or two nights, yep. and ends up, it's every night. Until, and it's been amazing. It's been great, like till yeah. two or three in the morning. Yeah. And the so, only reason we end then is because we have kids. Right. <laughs> and then, of course, we have the problem of putting it on Facebook that we're mm-hmm. playing games, so we get other calls. Oh, you're doing games. And then all of a sudden, you know, it mm-hmm. turns into... So anyway, it's been good. It's been amazing. So mm-hmm. we haven't played that many new games. No, we have, though, over the last couple of nights, played 20 games in total. Right. Which is a lot. It's a lot of yes. games. Because we do have one group that we play our new games uh-huh. with. You know, they're kind of our group that... You know how you kind of separate your game groups in your mind? Mm-hmm. And, and not, not, not just like war games versus like people like this type of theme or this mm-hmm. type of theme... But sometimes you separate, or at least I do. Mm. I like to separate to which which gamers just like playing games and which want to play a tried and true game. Yes. Like we have some, we have different groups and one group that we normally meet every Thursday night. We're not t- this Thursday, but normally every Thursday night there we can play anything. If it's a good game, hooray. If it's a bad game, that's okay too. They don't mind. They'll play anything. And that's, right. a, that's always really fun. Yeah. These guys are the ones that we will mm-hmm. play with them and we could all walk away and just say, whew, that was brutal. Yeah, that was a stinker. You know? So, mm-hmm. but there are also other game groups where you want to play a game that you know is going to yes. land. Yes. Now, that being said, not all games land. Yeah. I'll be honest. Yeah. There were a couple that with our friends that did not land that I thought would. Mm-hmm. You know, like Loot and Run. Yes. Did not land, which I think... We ended up playing that at like 1 o'clock in the morning. Yeah, I think we played that one too late. Which is not a deep game. No. But it's also, it's it's one of those things that I don't think, <laughs> at 1 o'clock in the morning, it was just very odd to get that going. Yeah. And that never misses. No. But it was very odd to get that one going. And also, we did 5-Minute Dungeon because their daughter yes. was there. And that was another one that it was probably one thirty in the morning playing that one. Yeah, we should have played that one at 10, yeah, that's not a bit. That, that was, was a little bit too much. Stressful. Yeah, because we only played two rounds of that. Normally you play like six, seven rounds of that. Yeah, because we were yeah. we were skipping monsters mm-hmm. to get towards the end. And we lost. We lost quickly. We did. We lost Yeah, bad. but I think we had the full contingent of five players at mm-hmm. first. And then we dropped down to four. So if we haven't played 5-Minute Dungeon, we love 5-Minute Dungeon. That's a great game. It's a great game. Mm-hmm. Um, we haven't cracked it out in a while. We have not. I know when it came out, we got a lot of plays in of it. Yeah. And honestly, haven't even opened the other five minutes. No. Now, that we've opened 5-Minute Mysteries, yeah. but not our copy, someone else's copy. Mm-hmm. I did like that one. And the other one, like something in Curses or something, we haven't yeah. cracked that open. 5-Minute Marvel, we bought, and I went ahead and just, I think I sold that, still shrink-wrapped. Ooh. Yeah, because I heard some reviews that it was the same thing and kind of fidgety. I don't know. I yeah. I heard some things that I thought, yeah, it's may- maybe not my thing. Yeah. And I love Marvel. I bought it because of the Marvel, but I've already yep. had a five-minute dungeon. 
So anyway, so that's what we've been doing lately. Yeah. And we've been playing a lot of games. We've been playing a lot of games. To for you guys. Yes. I so, know we have some good ones to review too. Yeah. We do. And mm-hmm. of course, we're checking Kickstarter. We also thought, because people do ask us what we back on Kickstarter, and we thought, you know what? We would go through, you know, once every little bit. Can I just interject here though? The Uh-oh. way Kickstarter used to work here with us is that Joey would see something on Kickstarter and if it was good, it would, he would ask me. Right. If it was bad, he wouldn't even bother, right? Yes. Well, this week he made the mistake of introducing me to Kickstarter. It's bad. Yeah, he probably should not have done that because I was like, this is amazing. Oh, she's getting so much on Kickstarter mm-hmm. and she's not the typical wife. In the fact that I hear husbands say, oh, I can't tell my wife that I back that. She's the one that tells me, oh, just go all in. Yeah. You're going to regret it. Just I go am all terrible in. at that. I do have, and I've learned this word, thanks to this podcast, FOMO. Yes. So I am very much a just go all in because I don't want to miss out on anything. That is my biggest thing. And sometimes I do have to rein that in because I'm like, oof, that's a lot more that I'm paying for not a lot of stuff. So I do need to sometimes rein that in. I do that is my weakness. I will freely admit that. Yeah. Yes. And that's and that's the other thing mm. about now, okay, I will tell you, I was not gonna talk about this until the next podcast. Yeah. But let's talk about Kickstarter yep. for a moment. We back a lot of things on Kickstarter. We do. And it's kind of mm-hmm. embarrassing. And now sometimes we back a dollar just mm-hmm. so we can decide later, you know, mm-hmm. another pledge manager. Mm-hmm. But sometimes we know what we want, so we back the entire project for that amount. Mm-hmm. Now I go through, and because we back so much on Kickstarter, Mm. we're inundated with Kickstarter emails, whether they're pledge managers opening, surveys opening, closing. I looked just in our email to find something that I thought you had backed yesterday, and so I Googled in our Gmail Kickstarter. My goodness, the last 12 hours, we've probably had 50 emails from Kickstarter. Yeah, never Google in your email Kickstarter. No, terrible. Or even Pledge Manager. No. Because everybody uses the word Pledge Manager uh-huh. in their email saying it's closing, it's opening in three months, so you just you can't find no. things. So that being said, I found out that there was a game, I'm not going to go into which one it is, but there was a game that apparently we, we missed the Pledge Manager for. Right? It had closed. Mm-hmm. And it was one of those games that I ended up backing for about $130. Okay. Right? So it was one I wanted to, quite a bit of stuff. And I've messaged them mm-hmm. about two and a half weeks ago mm-hmm. about what, where do we go from here? Mm-hmm. They've got my money and I never They've got They've already the, taken it out, right? Right. And then okay. and I haven't actually gotten this pledge manager done. Mm. So where do we go from here? And I haven't heard back from them. So it kind of got me a bit frustrated in the fact that, now let's talk about pledge managers. I love pledge managers because mm-hmm. people like come on and stuff use that to get add-ons. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I see it as like, let's squeeze the last couple of nickels we can out of this guy. And it's fine. It is what it is. It also yeah. gives you a chance to upgrade later. That being said, pledge managers are secondary, I think. When mm-hmm. you back the project at first mm-hmm. and you say, I want this, ding. Yeah. So whether or not you say it again in a pledge manager, what that's, you've already given them that money. Yeah. And say, this is, this is what I want. So at the very least, I think you should be able to get that product in which you backed. Like I said, I'm very new to this, this Kickstarter thing, so I did not realize that it, backing a, something on Kickstarter was is a two-step process. You've got to put it in Kickstarter, and then you've got to go to the pledge manager later on. I feel like the second step is a little bit redundant and, and stupid. It used to be not that bad. Now, I do say that yes. um, sometimes it is, it's necessary in order to get their shipping location mm-hmm. and your shipping address and also the shipping amount. Because a lot of places have different amounts. I get that. Ship that makes sense. And but, shipping is um, a nightmare. And some, some sometimes on Kickstarter where mm. you could just say what country you live in and they can ship it to you that way. Mm. But that being said, 
Um, I hope this gets worked out. And Me too. And we will talk about it on this podcast whether or not it does. Stay tuned. Because I'm like, look, I've already said what I wanted. I paid for this. So let's kind of make that, make that happen. Let's and this out. the weird thing is they're taking late pledges right now. So, so you could go on now and pledge again. Right. I could go on there and pay again. You could. So I don't, I'm hoping it's one of those things they just don't check their emails. But once Who does not check weeks. their emails? Yeah, apparently this company. Yeah. So that being said, well, I'm going to terrible. review this on the podcast when I get it. And I'm hoping the game is, is good. Um, I'm also not hopeful about the game because one of those midnight backs. Oh. Yeah. So I'm not sure. Yeah. So who knows if it's good? Okay. But anyway, stay what have tuned. you been backing on Kickstarter this week? Let's oh. something. Let's take yes. a look at what I have backed on Kickstarter. Yeah, yeah. Now, um, you wanted to back this one. I did. The Yura Yura Penguin Mini. Yeah, I don't know. It got me with penguins. Yeah, Ping- yeah. I I saw that and I thought, okay, yep. It looks fun. It looks it cute. Looks cute and fun. And I thought very least Juliet would probably like it. So. And apparently it's a mini, too. Yes. So there's a larger version of it, which yes. we did not get. No. And I almost did because it looks very it looks very simple. Uh-huh. But ends up being like eighty bucks for Ooh, both of them. No, and I'm don't like, do that. Yeah, just get just get the mini one. I don't think I like that. Yeah. I almost wanted you to get that loyalty or liberty deck building card game, but we didn't back that one because we were a little unsure about it. So we had we you know, a little hesitant. Yeah, because that was the first one they've ever created, and mm-hmm. it's just the description. I don't know if the game has been that much fleshed yes, out Yes, yes. So, this is one reason why next year at Gen Con, I do want to go to that playtesty room right. and playtest some things so I right. know what's coming out on Kickstarter so I can, you know, figure this out a bit better. I agree with that. And mm-hmm. other things, um, I'm going to skip. I, I do a lot of 3D printable things and mm-hmm. scenery and stuff, so I won't go into that. Now, one thing is I, I did back the roll camera the expansion. Yes, yes. Now, I'm not sure whether to get the reprint on the roll camera mm. or not. Now, I skipped that or I didn't get that the first time it came out. And mm-hmm. it sounds great. Yeah. You know, a lot it got of me with the B it. movie. Right, yeah. Yes. The B movie expansion, yes. I did back. Mm-hmm. But the other one, I will probably back the base game unless yep. I can get it sooner somewhere else. Yes. And mainly Because it didn't seem like what they were adding on to the base game is that amazing. Right. So they were just reprinting cards or something like that. Right. And there weren't that you many know, Kickstarter yeah. exclusives. No. And I honestly, I love when a company does that. Yeah. A company doesn't make it to where their game is subpar when it comes to retail. Are you talking about, come on. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. Can yeah. you imagine? Yeah. I mean, I feel bad for people that we play Marvel United with. Yes. And they love it. And they're like, yes. I'm going to go grab it. So they go to Target and they have like six heroes. Yeah. Compared to like the... 80 or whatever yeah you know, and they don't make them available no but you know what it's working for them they're making like I don't evidently know, they're doing okay but still it does dollars. yes they're, they're fine I mean, but enough to go on the next little trip to space with shatner i guess oh they should no they shouldn't because they need to get our next zombie sides out they do all right so yeah so anyway <laughs> rogue camera the reprint expansion mm-hmm. we did back that we also did um the dandelions and psychic pizza deliveries yep. go to the ghost town we, we talked about those last week they're from board game table yep so we backed those. Yep. And then mm-hmm. another one we backed is One Deck Galaxy. I love One Deck Dungeon. Yes. Now, well, I will say I loved it when it came out, mm-hmm. and I played it a lot. I have not touched Forest of Shadows yet. Mm-hmm. I've got it sitting there. But One Deck Galaxy, you know, I'm excited about it. And it's not an expensive game either. So it's very simple, straightforward. And I saw it there at... Gen Con. Yep. So I got to look a bit through the cards, and it looks it looks good. Mm. It looks like exactly what One Deck Dungeon is, but it's pasting. Hey, you know, there I'm are okay little with variations that. with that. Yep. I did see a game where I was perusing Kickstarter right before you hit the record button. Perusing. Perusing. It's called Keep the Heroes Out. It just looks a fun game with dragons. 
Oh, yeah. You have your dragons. Yep. Ghosts and dragons. And I think there's a little imp, they said. Yep. It looked really... Skeletons, dragons, imps, ratkins, slime, lizard folk, and poltergeists. Ooh. Yeah. We backed... Oh, boy, we haven't backed that one. We will when this is over. Poltergeists. Um, <laughs> we will. But that looked that looked just a really cute little game. Yep. So, yeah. Now, another one is mm-hmm. a drop drive that mm-hmm. we're... Yes. I think I backed it now. I think I backed it for a dollar. I'll probably go mm-hmm. more into that one. And that is pretty much... Yes, that looks like, good. Um, it's a drop dungeon. Dungeon drop. Mm-hmm. So yeah. um, dungeon drop, which we do love dungeon drop. I love that Oddly one. Oddly enough, mm. we play that a lot. Mm-hmm. And we haven't gotten our Kickstarter from that, which is pretty sad. We saw we could buy it at Gen Con. That's we so haven't gotten ours yet, which is fine. It's yeah. fine. But now we have 3D printed the walls, so we can't have our own walls there. And it's a fun game. Mm. We'll probably end up reviewing it on the channel here. But um, Drop Drive looks similar, but more of a space theme, and it has a lot of variations on that. Mm. One we didn't back is, I think it's called Tales of the Red Dragon Inn. Yeah, I was wondering if you were going to back that one. Well, the thing is, Dana, um, someone in our gaming group, I say he's in our gaming group, he's not actually, he doesn't live down here, that's a no. problem. He's one that we always go to Gen Con with. He is all in a Red Dragon Inn. Okay. So he's got all the expansions, which makes it to where I don't have to buy all of them. And mm. he is backing this. Because there are a lot of expansions for that one, Oh, right? yeah. But yeah. This, is, this is their new kind of mm-hmm. vin- venture, I guess. So he's backing that, so we probably won't need to back the that The other either. one is Beast. I know that's a big one that people are backing oh, like crazy. Beast. But everyone, you know, several people down here yeah, are backing that. Several people in our... You know, Game, gaming. Yeah. So I, you know, I know Jacob is yeah. backing that. So we'll probably, yeah, we've got that. several now people. That's there. one I might have some regret. But again, there are not Kickstarter exclusives there. Yeah. Which is good, which I like mm-hmm. that because then it also will help their post Kickstarter yes. sales market, you know? Absolutely. So I think if we like it, we'll end up buying Beast as well. Yeah. So I think it's more of a hidden role game. And there was another game too I was looking at earlier. I'm trying to see if I can find it. So anyway, was it Flee the Dragon? Have you talked about that one? That one looks good. Flee the Dungeon. Flee the Dungeon. I'm sorry. Yes, I'm yeah, thinking I'm about keep the heroes that out. One. Yeah, no, so that one looks good too. That one does look mm-hmm. good. So anyway, yep. so there we go. That Kickstarter is it. bringing the board games. So that is some of the ones we're backing on Kickstarter yep. or have backed. Now, yep. this is a weird topic to talk okay. about, and I'll tell you why this came up. The yes. topic is, when do you replace games? Mm. Because as we have talked about before, and the reason we go through our shelf of shame is... The whole reason for this podcast. <laughs> right, is our shelves are becoming full. Yeah. Now, I'm wondering, replacing games, mm-hmm. when do you do it? When do you replace games? Because mm. here's my point. We had just, for the first time, cracked open King of Tokyo Dark Edition, yep. Yep. which is on our shelf of shame. Mm-hmm. We love King of Tokyo as far as one of the starter games, mm. you know, to get people into the hobby. And um, King of New York, we did get rid of, but mm. King of Tokyo Dark Edition, I don't want to do spoilers for our review of it, but I do think that is going to be, that is going to be the one we go to. Oh, absolutely. To King of Tokyo. Absolutely. Only, I think, yeah. Only because of that one mechanic. Yeah. As far as when you roll, for you that know King of Tokyo, when you throw, you know, roll three ones, yep. it gets you one point. Mm-hmm. Three twos gets you two points. Mm. Three threes gets you three points. Mm. So when you do three ones, normally you're not going to waste those three die on no. the one. Because you can get other stuff. However, yes. then you also get two wicked points. Yes. And then you will get that evolution as that you That was so up. nice. Yes. And that was, and there were different cards in there yep. that I did like. But that being said, I think King of Tokyo Dark Edition, that could replace King of Tokyo. Now... I don't think it'll replace ours because I've 3D printed so much stuff for that. <laughs> and we've got so many different monsters and things. Yeah. 
in that that may not match the dark theme. But, I, go Yeah, ahead. I was going to say, I don't really know, apart from the fact that you had printed all that stuff for the original King of Tokyo, I don't know really when we would play that. Most of the time, I think we're going to play dark. Right, and that's what I was thinking, yeah. too. And then that gets me thinking of, too, then you've got Pandemic. Yes. Who has, like, I mean, there's 12 or 13 Pandemics. Yep. Each yep. one play a little bit differently. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that little change, mm-hmm. is that enough to keep that many different versions? Or do you sometime narrow it down? Yeah. And then also from that goes on to Mansions of Madness. Mm-hmm. You've got Mansions of Madness mm-hmm. and you've also got Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. You know, those two are very similar. Mm, yeah. So, and totally different themes. Yeah. But is there a time you'll play one over the other? Mm. And I will tell you there for a while, Mansions of Madness was close to my chopping block. Yep. But then I just realized that it tickles a different itch than Lord of the Rings does. It does. Although the mechanics are very similar. They're yep. both app-driven. It just, it has a different horror theme. And mm-hmm. Lord of the Rings just has more of a... Story theme. Story theme. Yeah. I think that's that's the way it is. Yeah. And it's, it's also campaign-based. But um, that being said, so I, I wonder about that. And I'd like to see your guys' input on that, on when you do replace games. Yeah. So when do you get one? And some people some people are hardcore. Mm. Some people say, you know what? I like this deck builder. I'm going to get rid of this old deck builder. Yeah. Which is crazy. You know, you I have, know. if you're going to grab a deck builder, you might get Clank. And then you might compare Clank to Dominion. Yeah. You know, or you get the hunger and you replace Clank. You know, so they might only have one or two deck builders in their collection i was gonna say i feel like you know we were talking about something a game the other a few weeks ago how we were gonna sell it right right because it's horrible yeah um well we're not gonna play it or whatever uh in reality we've never really sold games no we haven't and so my thing is i don't really like selling games i feel like they're you know part of the family yeah so i i do have that problem of hoarding everything for me, yeah. um, for me, shipping gives me anxiety. That's what yes. it is. I'm like, what if I undercharge shipping? What oh, if I overcharge shipping? I hate that I'm too. I'm like, that's why I'll sell to people locally. Yeah, but, yeah. But honestly, I hate shipping stuff. Yeah. Period. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't hate shipping. I hate charging for shipping. Yes, so, I never know how to do it because the postal service gets me every time. Yeah, which pretty much we thought about instead of sh- selling games, uh-huh. getting them as prizes on the podcast. Yeah. But what's going to be great is when we say, "Hey, this game is terrible." Yep, we're he, gonna give it as a prize on the podcast, <laughs> so that's gonna be. You're like, welcome. Yeah, yes. I don't know. So this podcast is terrible. So, yes. Anyway, <laughs> yes. So there we go. That's kind of what we wanted to talk about today. One thing does is that I feel better? Hear, that was a rant that's been like frustrating you, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. So mm-hmm. just re- replacing games. <laughs> I want to hear from you guys yes. on your thoughts on you know when you do replace games. Are you one of those that just You'll buy another bookshelf, mm-hmm. and you'll buy another bookshelf, yep. and you'll put them under your bed. Yep. You'll put them in the storage. You'll yep. put them in your garage. You won't get rid of them because you know once you get rid of them, you'll be like, "Oh man, I sure yeah. do miss that game." I was listening to a board game podcast today, and they were talking about board game collectors. Mm. I had not even thought thought that was a thing, and then I suddenly realized, "Huh, that." Is a thing. Like, I can see how that works. Yeah. Now, those collectors are not the same as scalpers. No, 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 no. They just want every board game. And they have, like, thousands of them because they want everything. And sometimes those people have more, it's going to sound weird to say, more money than time. Yeah. They have a career that takes them. And they are so busy, but they love board Board games. games. So they kind of buy them. And their whole thought is, eventually, I'm going to play this game. Yeah. And sometimes eventually it won't happen. Or the bad thing is with the board game industry, it actually gets people look down on a game if it's out for four to five years. Yeah. Which isn't good. 
you know, you should kind of give these games from 10 years ago still play well. Yep, yep. You know, and that's why the shelf of shame is important, why they're yep. putting those forward is. Yep. Yeah, so, just because it's new doesn't mean it's better. Right. Yep. Now, mm-hmm. that being said, um, sadly enough, folks, we do not have a shelf of shame we game do not. I to know. review. It's sad, I, I know. know, but we do have several new games to yes, review. Yes, we do. So one thing is we're going to start off with mm-hmm. with our first game we, we are going to review is Mountain Goats. Yeah. So we we've did, been talking about this a lot. We've been talking about this in Kabuto Sumo quite a bit. Right. From our Gen Con Hall. We will review that one later. Yep. Now, this is Mountain Goats, King of the Hill. Mm-hmm. So it is by Board Game Tables with the publisher, mm-hmm. and we picked it up at Gen Con. And the way this game is played, the weight is like 1.1 on BGG. It is an extremely light filler game. Yeah, it's about a 20-minute, two-to-four player game. Yeah, so Mm -hmm. pretty much what happens is you're going to have different hills set up on your table, and everyone has a goat at the end of that hill. And one hill may have maybe five. It'll have four steps in front of it, all five, 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 five. Next one, six, 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 seven, 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 eight, 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 all the way up to Mm -hmm. ten. And everyone has a goat at the bottom. Mm-hmm. So you roll die, and then you assign them to whatever hills you want to. Like, for instance, if you have two, well, that didn't really work. But um, so if you have a six and a five or whatever, you will assign those to different things and you move your goat forward. Yeah. And once your goat goes to the top of that row, he then gets a token for the yep. points to be at the end. Now, if another goat behind him comes up and goes to the top of that row, then your goat will go back to the bottom of the hill and it'll kind of knock him he off the hill. He will fall off the hill. Yeah, so it's a very, very simple game. And yep. the game is over whenever all the tokens at the top of the hill, actually three of them, I, I believe, are gone. Now, once you're at the top of the hill, if you roll that again, if you're at the top of the five hill and you roll another five, you will get another token from there. Then at the end, you're going to count up and the most points wins. So, the game ends when bonus tokens have been right. collected or when three mountains have no more points. Now, bonus tokens mm-hmm. are if you have gotten one token from five, one from six, one from seven, one, one from, from eight, eight, one from nine, one from ten. Correct, yes. And then you get the bonus token. You get it. So pretty set. much. Yep. So not to bore you with how it's played. So that's the way it's played. Very simple filler mm-hmm. game. And I have to say I like this game. Me too. Now, you had not played it. I did not play it. I don't even think I saw you play it at Gen Con, but I did see it at the table at Gen Con. So I was aware of what it looked like. And every time you had talked about it or anyone else had talked about it from Gen Con, they loved it. So I was excited to play this game. Yes, Mm. I really liked this game. Yeah, me too. And we played it a couple times in the, I think, the lobby of the JW Mm -hmm. and a couple other places at Gen Con. Mm -hmm. And I haven't played it since then. But we did play it a couple times here, and I love the game. Yeah. It's one of those, and it it really, it is what it is. I was going to say there's a little bit of strategy to it. Right. But it's not... You can be aggressive or as not aggressive as you want to be. Like, no. if you want to be that person who's knocking everyone's goats off, you can. Or if you just want to slowly put your own goats at their own pace up the mountains and collect the sets, you can do that too, you know? it's And it's very luck-driven, yeah. but it, mm-hmm. is a, it is a beer and pretzel style yeah, of game. Yeah. It's something you can talk and laugh during, and it's just, it's fun, it's tongue-in-cheek, and again, it's the strategy is there, yeah. but it is rolling dice. It's it's essentially rolling dice, so, so it is very luck-based. Yeah. There, you know, but if you want to be aggressive, you can. And if you don't like to be aggressive, you don't have to be aggressive. Right. Which is fun. Yeah. So that one, I would... My, I would, personally, I like to be aggressive. 
I know. Yes. I just realized that this week we've been married for over 10 years <laughs> and I'm just realizing this week. Um, now I say that and some of my friends have realized it long before I have. Like, <laughs> wow, your wife is aggressive on board games and she is. She's very aggressive on board games. Yes. But, I will happily knock your goat off the mountain. Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. That being said, yes. um, mountain goats, it's going to be highly recommended for yeah, me. This, I, I, I was going to say a side note. This is not really related to how you played the board game. We did play it while we were listening to bo- um, goat music in the background. Which was pretty much songs yes. that had like goat bleating, ble- goats bleat, right? Bleating goats, like popping in. Bleating, not bleating. Bleat- yeah, I'm saying bleating, right? It's, okay. it's like, yeah, we're talking about, we listen to bleating goats. No, no, bleating, like okay. I, I would do the sound. But Is that you a word? I don't, I don't know. Okay, anyway. so Whatever, goats, the sound that goat makes. You know, the yes. goat's screaming. And, yeah, that um, screaming sound. And Jacob, one of our guys in our game group, he <laughs> loves having soundtracks yes, on for yes. games. And usually it works. If we're in a dungeon game, yep, he'll get some perfect. dungeon music on and whatever. Pirate game, you've got pirate music. Yep, and like yep. the Night Cage, we played that yep. this week, we're going to mm-hmm. have some spooky music. Yep. However, he wanted to do goat music. And pretty much, yes. he did the YouTube one where pretty much they just kind of substitute Taylor Swift's voice for a goat singing. Yes. Oh, like, screaming, yes. I guess. And then you've got like a Katy Perry song and it interjects to the, this the goat, goat screaming. screaming. Yeah. You so know, yeah. It was pretty fun. It that was add, pretty fun. It added to the whole it, theme. It of did add goat to thing. goats. Don't even know who won that game. I do. I do. <sighs> Brother. Yeah. So yeah. there we go. She won that game. <laughs> All right. Case in point. There we go. All right. So anyway, yes. the, that. Um, but great game. That, this is just a great beer. You were right. Beer and pretzels game, but it's really fun. End of the night filler. Yeah. You yeah. Know, which we need a lot more of those. We do. Yes. I agree. All right. So there we go. That yep. is approved. Yep. Mountain Goats by yep. Board Game Tables. Then we have got one of the impulse buys from Gen Con. I yes. say impulse buys. We all bought it. Everyone in my group there pretty yep. much bought it. And it was Flick of Faith. Yes. Flick of Faith. Flick of Faith. It's very odd. And Flick mm-hmm. of Faith is by Awakened Realms Light. And Awakened Realms are the ones that do Nemesis. Mm-hmm. And I will say this is not really similar to Nemesis. No. No. It is like, it is like a 1.2 I think is what BGG says the weight is, but it's a dexterity game. Mm-hmm. And this is pretty much what you're going to do is everybody plays a god. Yeah, they're Whether four players. They're four players. Mm-hmm. You can be Zeus. You can be Anubis. Mm-hmm. You can be Loki. Mm-hmm. And Santa. Yeah, Santa is one of the, mm-hmm. the exclusives we got from Gen Con. Mm-hmm. But everyone is a god. And you've got a neoprene mat out there. Mm-hmm. And you are going to flick your different tokens, which are your profits, yep. to different parts of the board. And yep. if you land on different continents... If you land you, on an island... Right. Then then you have presence in that yep. continent. Mm-hmm. Now, if you have the most of that religion in that continent, yep. the then you have presidents. dominance. Yep. And if you hit certain circles on there, then you can place a temple. Yep. And all a temple is is a larger disc. Yep. That, and because it's larger, it's harder to move. Oh, it doesn't and When move. I say harder, yeah, yeah, it does not move. No, those things, are, once they're there, they're there. There were a couple times I thought, you know what, I will just crank it and I will flip my profit hard and he just bounced off and he just ended up in the water. Yeah. You know, so you, you don't move those. Mm-hmm. So, so that's pretty much what it is. And you'll just flip, flip, flip. We played this a couple of times. The first time I played this, I sucked at this game because I couldn't get my flicking thing right. I was very bad at flicking. Right. Um, I thought you were going to tell them how bad I was because I, w- I was terrible that she first game. She was really bad at I flicking. I was really bad. 
Um, second time, I was much better. Let's just say that first game, <laughs> no one worshipped Anubis. <laughs> oh, no, no, he no. completely forgot. No, Anubis was useless. It was nice because that first game, Anubis does let you get an extra flick at the end of the round. Right. That did save me a couple of times. He does. But, because he's the god of the dead. Mm-hmm. So you can kind of come back from the dead at the end. And yeah. that is the one thing about these. There are um, god powers. Yes. That are really nice. There was one god, I forgot who it was, that I played. And if I flicked onto an island with my non-dominant that was Loki. Hand, then mm-hmm. if then I can do a second flick with that non-dominant. Yeah, hand. that was with Loki. Now I realize that I am less than worthless <laughs> with my non-dominant hand. Yeah. Now something else I want to say about this is there are laws. Like everyone gets a god, yes. but then before each generation, yes. you have three generations where four. you're going to flick everything. Mm-hmm. Is there four generations? Well, one for each person. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. Four, so four generations in ours. There's a four-player mm-hmm. game. So four generations, and at the end of each generation, you're going to judge, you're going to see where your prophets are mm-hmm. and get presence and dominance. Yep. And you take all those back, but the temples remain. That being said, before each generation, you're going to get two laws. Yep. And you read both of these laws, then you vote. As a group. As a group. Thumbs up or thumbs down on which law you want to do. And your eyes do. are closed. Your so you eyes are closed. See. So you look up and you yep. see they have a thumb up or thumb down, whichever law wants to be in play. Yeah. And a lot of these are you can replace your profits with larger chips. Yep. Or you can have an extra one if you hit the water. And they're really fun variations yep. of those. Some are better than others. Right. And that's yeah. and the people we played with, um, Mike and Jen, they had played this before a couple times after Gen Con. Yeah. And what was nice is a couple of laws showed up that they'd never played with. And yeah. And it completely, utterly changed the game. Yeah. So because of that, I think there's a lot more replayability, yeah. I think, of this one. I think you can play this many times. Right. I think so, yeah. too. And it's quick. Mm-hmm. You just roll it out and you set it up. And I think it says here 15 to 40 minutes. And I don't know, 40 is pushing it, I think. Yeah. But I really think it's, Unless about, you're a turtle. it's about 30 minutes. Yeah. Um, I was going to say, I w- we played with Morrigan, the girl, the green girl, right. um, a couple of times, and she's very powerful. Green girl? Yeah, her card is green. Her card is green. Okay, I was thinking Gamora? No, okay, yeah, no. yeah, okay, yeah. Her card is green. Her hair is orange, but yes. her card is green. Morrigan, yeah. Her card, both times she is being played, she has annihilated the um, right. other people. She has one. She, yes. So she's very powerful. I would like to play one time when her card is taken out so we can see how the other gods do because I feel like we've played with Zeus a couple of times and I feel like Zeus should win. But because of her, he doesn't stand a chance. Yeah, this is one of those things I want to play again. And that's that's kind of, it shows you it's a good game because you want it to hit the table again. Yeah. And I'm, cause I'm ready to try different strategies. Yep. And normally I don't like, I don't say I don't like, I don't really want to play dexterity no. games a lot. I love them. I mean, mm-hmm. we have eyes cool. We've got flick them up. Mm-hmm. We've got a lot of those. Um, I don't know if I could put Kabuto Sumo in there, but that being mm. said, this is one that I want to play again yep. because it is very simple to mm-hmm. play. Like I do like flick them up, but that is a bit more extensive to set up. Yeah. This kind of rolls no, this out rolls out and you go to town and it comes with a mat. I know roll. Yeah. I love play mats. Yeah. It comes with a mat and I also like how it's very easy. You just give everyone their colors and off you go. Right. Yeah. It's, yeah. That's excellent. All right. So now we're going to talk about another kind of, kind of a party game. Mm-hmm. And that is monstrosity. Yes. Now, when I say monstrosity, I'm saying mons, M-O-N-S, draw, like you draw something, D-R-A-W, then S-I-T-Y. Yep. So monstrosity. And this game was one of our first ones. We had this, you know, when we got into Gen Con, 
our group likes to walk through there and we like to go ahead and do a lap, yep. right? Yep. We do a lap. We're like, okay, we're going to get a lay of the land yep. before we buy anything. I mean, because we weren't, normally we go there and grab the ones that we want before they sell out. But this time we were going to do a different way. Yeah, yeah. So well, I did, I was lining up. You were the one that yep. went, right. So yep. we were going and then all of a sudden <laughs> Mike comes back and goes, just bought this one. And I'm like, there's like an hour into it. And he explained it. I'm like, yeah, so we all went to go buy that one. Yeah. So now what the game is, like I said, it is a party game. Yep. We played um, with eight people, correct? We did put eight yep. people in that, yep. yeah. Now it is, it sounds odd. Yes. But one person will pick up a card and look at a monster. And they have got 20 seconds to yep. look at that monster. Yep. Okay? So study it. Study the monster mm-hmm. and they put it down. Yep. And then they describe that monster to everyone else there. And In everyone the, else yep. has got a, a dry erase board. Yep. So you're going to say like, well, let's see here. He had a brontosaurus neck. He had... Um, dragon wings. Dragon wings. He had a flame at the end of his neck. Yeah, yeah. He had like five eyes that were more in the middle. Now his body was like a, like a rectangle. Yeah. And it had a mouth in the middle. And it's crazy. So everybody... And you have two minutes to describe it to everyone. Okay? hmm And then at the end of that two minutes, pencils down, test is over, and everybody flips it around. Yep. And that is the funny moment. Yes. When you get to see a lot of those and you're like, whew. Ooh. You know, like one guy said he had a, you know, he has a vacuum for a head. <laughs> oh, and then you also reveal what the monster looks like. So the yeah. people are like, oh. oh, like one guy said he had a vacuum for the head and everybody drew a vacuum like a dirt devil, yeah. you know, big, you know, for a head, but yeah. the ends up was like a dust buster. There's a difference. Yes. But anyway, so, so then you show it and then the person who had the monster originally votes on who he thought was closest. Yep. And then everyone else votes on who they thought were closest. Yep. And if they and if you voted for the same person, the person mm-hmm. that dictated everything yep. did, then you each get a point. Now the points again are secondary with a game like yeah. this. Now that being that being said, this is a game that I think we got because we did like telestration was, for larger groups. I was gonna say it's nice because it's something else we can play rather than telestrations. It's a nice alternative to switch it up a little bit. Yes, yeah, and that, that's what I think too. It because telestrations was one of those that was hard to, it's hard to play all the time. Yeah, you don't want to play it all. The, now we played it quite a few times this week, but until this week we haven't played it for a couple of months. Right. For a while they were playing it almost twice a week, and that was getting a little too much. Now I don't think this will actually. I don't know if it's going to hit the table as much. Actually, I I liked it. I love. I do. It. I the, think it's. I liked it because I like monsters, but. That was just me. The one yeah. hard thing for me was I can't draw at all. Which does make it amazing. It does. It mean because like telestrations, yeah. I can get by without drawing because I can kind of get it forward what I'm trying to communicate, even with my stick creatures. Yeah, true. However, with this monstrosity, I mean, some of those things at the end, I'm like, I have no idea. I mean, mm-hmm. they will describe everything and then they'll say, oh, and he had dragon wings. I'm like, oh, frick, I don't know where to put the dragon wings yeah. now. I put everything on, I put a tongue sideways and all this. But, but the, the thing I do like about it, particularly the points thing, you can get points when you're describing the monster to the group too. Right. You can get points that way. Yeah. And that yeah. Uh, uh, that's a very good point mm-hmm. as well. So yeah, I did actually get some points there. Yeah. But that being said, I do I do like this game a lot. I do too. And I was thinking if for those times when we have a larger group of when, and we do have more than eight people and we want to do it, I was just going to go to Dollar Tree, grab some whiteboards, right. stick some numbers on this so you can, you know, number it and everything. And, you know, you can expand it too. Right. 
And I think it's one of those that I I agree will actually. I don't know. I think it's going to be really well done. I think, yeah. I think it's going to be played a lot. In our I think group. I do think it's going to be played a lot. It's, it's just, going to go yeah. into the rotation. Yep. Because like I mentioned before, we have several game nights where we have real games, mm-hmm. quote unquote, and then we have some where we play the party games. Yep. So this this will make it in, and this, this is this is a great party game. It is. Yeah. It is called Monstrosity. Monstrosity, and it is by I think it's called Bread and Circuses. Okay. So mm. anyway, it looks very good. Okay. 7.6 on BGG. Nice. Weight of mm. like 1.1. Not very heavy. Okay. So those were some reviews for this week. Woo. Oh, man. And we were honestly, we were going to go ahead and review one other one. We yep. were going to review Mind Management. Yep. And we were going to give you our top Halloween games. Yep. But we try to keep these podcasts to about 30 minutes. And we are well past that. Yes, right now. we did chatter a lot. Yes. So stay tuned next time for Mind Management and Top Ten Halloween. Yes, and we are actually going to mm-hmm. record the Top Ten Halloween on our YouTube channel. Yes. So feel free to check that out. It's gonna be fun. And as usual, you can email us at show at mainlygames.com. Yes. So email us any ideas mm-hmm. or your thoughts on everything. And also, yeah, let us know about your replacing games. I'm curious to know. Me too. Yeah. Me too. I don't want to be a pack rat, no. but I kind of want to not have a million games that do the same thing. Yeah. So I'd like to hear where you guys yep. go as far as that. And also how you sell your games or how you get rid of your games. Yep. Do you take them to a local game store? Do you sell them locally? Do you just keep them? What do you do? Yep. So are those the ones that end up at Goodwill? <laughs> you know, when someone comes back and said, I got Power Grid for $4. I'm like, really? I saw 30 different monopolies when yeah. I went. So, and they were missing pieces. Yes, I know. <laughs> so anyway, go ahead and message us. Let yep. us know about let that. Let us know. And check us out on YouTube and Instagram. As we are on Instagram, we're going to start putting a Halloween game on every day. So you can see all those different ones. Mm-hmm. But again, thank you guys so much for joining. And we will see you next time. See you later. Bye. Bye. Bye.